this is Talking Sea, your weekly supply of the dark side. Not just the dogmatic narrow view of the Jedi. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Roach, and joining me tonight is Mr. Chad Campbell. Hi, everyone. I was I was wondering how it was going to work this week since we messed it up the last two two podcasts in a row. And he just took it into his hear. own hands. <laughs> just fellow, took it into his own hands. Hello, Dark Lord Joshua Tim Q. How's it going, guys? I'm all right. Good. <laughs> Good, good. Oh, we got a Star Wars quote out of the way already. So, how was your guys' uh, <laughs> how was your guys' week in Star Wars, and outside of it? I suppose. I suppose. Uh, good. I finished watching the only Star Wars thing I hadn't watched besides um, Resistance, the show, which I'm going to start next, which is the Star Wars forces of destiny was that it it's like a little four-part okay um the female-centric little youtube animation thing yeah i finished watching um those those were cute so Um, you watched all of the forces of destiny yeah yep yep you binged them any uh 88 minutes total so any any standouts for you not particularly um i loved oh my god i'm gonna forget his name now and i'm gonna hate myself for it um oh no no Uh, one of my favorite characters no god one of my favorite (laughs) characters in all of star wars is uh hondo like fantastic hondo one of my favorite characters, and uh, I enjoy seeing are him. Are you being in. facetious? No, I'm. I'm completely serious. He's one of my favorite characters. Absolutely, Hondo Onaka wow. is not in a like bad thing, and he's got such a personality. And um, the voice actor is the guy that also does the voice of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh yep. and Darkwing Duck, and yep. um, he's a really super nice guy. Um, and I knew he had done like some Star Wars things, but then when I heard it, I was like, "Oh shoot, I bet that's him." That was really cool. Isn't but it Jim, that, that, Jim that's Cummings, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, or as his wife knows him, Jim came. Um, but yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a great voice actor, and I um, really enjoy his his arcs, especially in Rebels. I think he's Ooh. almost better Ooh. in Rebels than than Clone Wars. Ooh, awesome it yeah rebels and i mean he's all over the place now he's all over the place yeah he's at know, galaxy's he's, he's edge like permanent animatronic now yeah 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 which but like I, I state-of-the-art the, animatronic goes to this this character yeah. yeah i thought that the shorts were pretty um good they're very harmless like i if anyone said should i watch them i would probably say you don't really need to at all they're cute and, that, right. and that's fine. Like there's, they're they're harmless, but they're not anything I'd consider essential. If someone asked me if they should watch Clone Wars, I'd say or Rebels. Absolutely, that that's essential. These are like 
they're they're fluff through and through, but they're they're exactly. Yeah, they're cute. Awesome. What about uh, any adventures outside of Star Wars, other than uh, strangely uh, glaring at my brother-in-law? Yes. Uh, yeah, I ran into your brother-in-law very oddly at, at in Traverse City, and that was just so weird. <laughs> and you didn't respond right away, so I was like, oh, whatever, I'm, it probably isn't him, I'm crazy. But yeah, that was totally him staring at me. <laughs> so- he, he was like... As I'm pulling out, I was like, okay. <laughs> let me let me tell you how this how this unfolded for me, because as I mentioned last week, we went up uh into the woods and went camping um last this last weekend. So I have no service there. While I'm there, my phone has like no service. So we rely on uh um Count Dookie's uh cell phone service if we need to get like emergency calls or whatever. And so after we left and we're on our way home, when I messaged you back, um, I start getting messages from first my brother-in-law, Tim. And he was like, I'm pretty sure I just saw Chad uh, up in Traverse City. And then I'm like, oh, that's funny. And then I get the message from you. I might be crazy, but I think I just saw your brother-in-law, Tim. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah. So I just sent you guys both screenshots of your each other's messages like yep you guys definitely spotted each other (laughs) that is so funny (laughs) it's better i thought you were talking about burrell oh no tim no no it's funny because uh of the time tim and chad hung out well yeah so (laughs) our only experience with each other (laughs) tim tim you know and connor's driving and tim's like it's chad and connor's like chad he's like yeah chad right there he's like the guy whose house i had to come and pick you up from <laughs> yeah that guy's right there like oh okay there he is i'm uh, surprised he remembers what i look like to be completely <laughs> honest with you <laughs> like, oh for our listeners you've probably well those of you who have been listening have heard of the infamous attempt at our uh, star wars holiday special commentary that ended in disaster and people screaming uh out of their minds hallucinations uh, uh threats threats of bodily harm a bodily harm <laughs> uh destruction of personal property <laughs> yeah that being tim q's drink <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time it was very memorable yeah very awesome. memorable and once we get our uh patreon all access tier up you too will be able to relive these moments oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you tim you q wonder. how was how was your week in star wars or outside of it uh it's pretty momentous i finally got around to starting the clone wars animated series so um, Ooh, got some yeah. sizzle there sizzle for an upcoming uh episode um on our feed which will be our breakdown of the first chronological right tim q the first That's two right. chronological so, episodes season two episode 16 followed by season one episode 16 the the first arc yeah yeah and uh what'd you think real quick give us some sizzle Oh man, it was really, really good, but I had no idea what was going on. It was confusing. <laughs> so hopefully things start to come together. 
right? Just right. just wait until the movie, man. I thought the movie was probably the worst of the series. There are like 50 things exploding in every <laughs> single shot for the entire film. Every character is at their peak annoyance. Guest and, uh, director Michael Bay for the movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Imagine someone saw Pearl Harbor and was like, that should be a cartoon. Clone Wars. There it is. Yeah, like I had to, I had to keep checking to make sure I was in official chronological order because I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. This is crazy. This it will make more sense. Very confusing down the road yeah i guess you have to start somewhere but most of those are pretty like uh throw away any way though i mean honestly this is gonna be controversial whatever half the clone war series you could totally skip and be just fine Mm. yeah uh i mean you could skip it and still get the story you know the the major story arc throughout clone wars Right, you're not gonna you're not gonna like it's gonna make sense yeah, to you. I you could you could skip it, a lot of episodes, yeah. and the the story of that time period is still gonna make perfect sense to you. But it's kind of like Correct. forces of destiny. Like you're not actually right? missing out. Yes, exactly. Like it, it's fine to watch them. Like and and I watched all of them, so I would suggest to anyone to watch all of them just to have the full journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. But right. if you're really just interested in essential things, half the show is essential. Rebels, you can't skip a single thing, I don't think. Maybe one or two episodes. Maybe one Wars or is two. More, yeah. Yeah, Clone Wars is definitely more of a like there, entire arc you can skip. There are some things in Rebels that seem very skippable when you're first watching it. But by the end, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's why we were introduced to that seemingly randomly. In Clone Wars, at yep. the end, there's still some arcs that's like, okay, that was just an arc. That was just <laughs> out there. Cool. But it's, like we always say, it's more shading and just coloring in bits and pieces of the Star Wars galaxy. And that's essentially, the Clone Wars is like an anthology series. It is just a bunch of different parts of the Star Wars universe. And they brought in like different types of cinematic genre to experiment with and we will get into that more uh on our episode of the the clone wars breakdown report but look for it in our feed great all right (laughs) you can't beat that plug in yeah well i mean hey i can always edit in me saying something really dynamic there the clone wars no, that was it. You should have just awkwardly trailed off at Clone Wars. Clone Wars! <laughs> at least in our universe, or what we know of it, animals are attracted to things that sort of look like themselves, right? Um, most humans aren't sexually attracted to, say, um, dogs. Correct. <laughs> right. Most. Some are, some are, but we won't get into that. Anyway, so... Calarisian, though. If you look at somebody like Jabba the Hutt, you'd think biologically he would be inclined to be attracted to things that look like himself, right? But then, yeah. But then his his slaves are also. Would you be attracted in, to things in... that looked like yourself if you were Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> well, I think, I think I would be from a science level. Yeah, my argument is he would be biologically wired for, you know. I think you have to look at it more like, um, so in the Star Wars galaxy, you have humans, right? 
and they're all kind of clumped together. It's kind of like the the funny thing, like we always talk about, like uh, or Seinfeld always said, like, "Hey, you know how we can get unified? We need to come up with a human outfit." The, you know, because um, if you look at all the science fiction movies and stuff, humans all dress in a certain way. Aliens from this other planet, you know, aliens from Mars, they all wear a certain outfit. Aliens from Jupiter, they all wear a su- certain outfit. But so like even in Star Wars, humans are humans, right? And then Twi'leks are Twi'leks. So I think you have to kind of look at, you kind of have to look at it like um, on Earth, we have Americans or, you know, and we have people from Australia or we have, you know, different ethnicities. Like you have white people, you have black people, you, you know, I think that it's, it, it's kind of like that. Like we have the UN and the UN would be like the galactic Senate. I don't, I don't buy your premise. Attraction has everything to do with reproduction and there's no way job was going to be reproducing with a tweet. But I think Jabba's just a weird dude. I submit to you that he wasn't attracted to them at all. He had them dressed that way to entertain his guests. Oh, here's the thing. That's my theory. Well, possible, but but what guests? A a Rodian? Why is a Rodian attracted to him? Uh, Well, I mean, now a a Doug, a Doug, (laughs) like like Sebulba. That is now. I don't think necessarily all of them are, but like. There's the green people or whatever that have like the long things. Yeah, the green. I mean, people. that's human enough. Assuming they have the same general anatomy, which it appears they do, like I can understand still being attracted to that. Like for example, if I was, if someone's like, "Oh, you're you're gonna have sex with her? She's a robot." I'd be like, "Well, great. Does she still have sex? Like I'm I'm paying for." Her. <laughs> and so you know, just that kind of thing. I think that wouldn't be that yeah. different. But someone like Jabba would be completely completely different even on an anatomy level here's the you here's know the fallacy in your argument though tim q it's you're comparing like okay humans are attracted to humans whereas uh you know but not dogs okay dogs are not <laughs> sentient beings right so it, in the star wars universe it'd be like uh um Anakin being attracted to a reek or something like one of the, you know, one of the monsters in the Geonosis uh, arena. That's like, that's the comparison you're actually drawing. Which, which one of the three, because this is important. Oh man. How about uh, Yeah. The, the reek. Is, the, is it like the giant praying mantis thing or the, like the tiger thing or the rhino thing? Uh, it's the rhino thing. He's horny. <laughs> Okay, I guess that is an interesting thing. So, uh, Chad and I were arguing that it makes sense to be attracted to anything sufficiently humanoid, and in in our universe, that would be like being attracted to like a chimpanzee or something. Kind, not even so. I I, I guess, but still, in the Star Wars galaxy, they're attracted. I mean, generally. It would be just as frowned upon for somebody to be attracted to a reek as somebody to be attracted here on earth to a dog, like you said. However, my point was, it's just like a different, uh, it's not strange for there to be other like aliens, right? Uh, Other types of races. It's just as different to have a different alien race as it is for us to have a different ethnic race. Yeah, but when the alien races are so different, I just don't see how well, you, that would happen. Now you just sound like Palpatine, who is all about <laughs> human. 
who was all about who was all about man and you know human supremacy you know that you can get into history and what george lucas was basing all that on and but i mean i don't think it's weird because i think it's a it's a sentience thing dogs are not sentient reeks are not sentient jabba is sentient you know and humans are sentient it's an intelligence. Hold up, man. Java, you can't you can't be like, oh yeah, fucking Java's pretty normal. <laughs> it's just an okay thing. Oh, I'm not we're saying just, there's plenty of people. In this, here. There's plenty of people on this earth that I am not attracted to. <laughs> right. right. But but you can't you can't say like you can't say like I know you're you're thinking like Hitler, but in Star Wars, everyone fucks Java. Because that's what I'm hearing right now. No, and I'm just very, two very no 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 no. There there are zero huts that I would be attracted to. Uh, have you seen them and all? I, to be fair, <laughs> all of the huts look like huts, which leads us to believe have inside their own like little genealogy there. In Star inside Wars canon, we have, uh, you know, we know that Twi'leks can reproduce with humans at least. So I guess, I mean, yeah, so there's the thing, like, that's never clearly been answered. So this is to your guys' point. Something sufficiently humanoid, it makes sense sense that the compatibility is there, and so attraction might be there. But something like a Ithorian, I don't see it. We need to write to George. I don't see it. This is a Pablo. Are you attracted to This is a Pablo Hidalgo. Are you attracted to Ithorians? Hey, uh, everybody likes the... (laughs) Everybody likes a little bit of hammerhead sometimes, right? <laughs> sometimes yeah. you feel like a little bit of yak face. I mean, yeah. I'll do it. There you go. I mean, yeah, I think this is more of a uh, Pablo Hidalgo kind of question. Let's write to him. What's what's the uh <laughs> Oh, Cornelius Cornelius Evazan? Oh no, it's uh, it's Panda Baba. You guys know who Panda Baba is? No. Uh, my friend doesn't like you, you know? I don't like you either. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. like you either. Okay. Yeah. I've always With said that... pig nose? Well, it's not... I've always said that getting head from Panda Baba is like a two-for-one special. <laughs> I, I got to look at his picture now. How do you spell it? Panda Baba? Oh, you don't remember what Panda Baba looks like? It's gonna. Uh, I said so he had a pig nose, but it is not a pig nose. Yeah, look. Who up, am I thinking of? Look up Panda Baba. Who's the, who's the guy with the pig nose then? See now, Panda Baba. If you told me, yeah, that was some interspecies oh, was, breeding, I'd be like, yeah, that's a. Oh my lord! That's how you look. You look that up Panda Baba. Twofer. That is a twofer. <laughs> who's who's the one who? Who's the guy who does the talking? He's the one with the pig nose. Doctor Evazan. Yeah. Yeah, Cornelius okay. Evazan. Right. Yeah, he is just a pig nose guy. But Panda Baba, getting head from Panda Baba, is a two for one special, my friend. It absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, or any Aqualish, I guess. So, well, I mean, how how fleshy are those? Are those meant to be like fangs, or like what is that? I think are his mandibles. What are his mandibles made of? It looks fleshy. They probably made a comic about this. At least they, they look quite fleshy. It looks. Enticing. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk about off the rails. 
Okay, Ugh. so the 30 seconds of podcast that have uh, survived the editing room. Oh, man. No, this is all going out. Good. I this hope is, it does. This is good Star Wars can, conversation. I would listen to this faster than, than something family-friendly. <laughs> oh, well, do, do you uh, consider the Mandalorian family-friendly, family Chad? I do. Well, I mean, there's the guy who got cut in half by a door. Yeah, so it's kind of like trying to bridge that gap between, you know, family-friendly Star Wars and, uh, yeah. you know, let's... let's... Wasn't, wasn't there a story some time ago recently that there were going to be no more dismemberments, like no more hands getting cut off and things like that? I, in the... I seem to remember that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like in episode one of The Mandalorian, someone gets ripped in half by a door, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that, that was fake news. Well, but they don't show it, right? It's implied, you don't see it. Like you see, um, you, you see, get, uh, you see the hand getting cut off. In you see Panda Baba's arm get cut off, and then you see the dismembered limb lying on the ground. Like they show it. They're like, "Look, right. an arm." You know, <laughs> but, the weird hairy arm. <laughs> the weird hairy arm. But you don't see. Like you just hear. You hear the and the plump. But you don't see it. You don't see any part of the dismemberment afterwards, right? I mean. It's still pretty bad. I mean, how are you going to... There's going to be entrails everywhere. You can't show that. He got cut in half by a door. Well, you could, but they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I always say it's very... Uh, Star Wars is very much like a uh, Avengers movie. Like, Avengers will show stuff of people getting cut in half, but there's no blood. There's no right. gore with that. Well, there is some blood in, like, Avengers and stuff, more even than in Star Wars. Actually, yeah, the Mandalorian itself probably... Um, like at the season one finale when they take off his helmet and he's just like all bloodied up, like his hair is like matted blood and stuff. That's about as bloody and gory as we've actually gotten to see like our, one of our heroes aftermath in, in star Wars. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's, it's basically it's uh, it's blazing new ground for that. So you guys think we'll Anakin, see Anakin Skywalker may beg to differ, but that's the only one I can think of. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a special, I mean, that's a special thing though. Like that is a crux I mean, yeah, it's story a, that's point its own, of the entire it's original trilogy and the setup. Basically the entire prequel trilogy was leading up to Anakin being horribly disfigured to not show right. it. And you just hear him screaming, but you never see him. Oh, how pissed would you guys have been? Like Obi-Wan, you hear, <laughs> you know, he cuts up and you hear the tumbling. <laughs> And then you hear screaming. You hear all Hayden's lines. I hate you. And then they they show like his body kind of in that capsule on Coruscant, but they never really focus on it. You never you never get that close up. You never get Chad's favorite you just see the smoke scene. rising off of it, but you don't yeah, you see never the, get his yeah, favorite, favorite moment in Star Wars, which is the helmet being lowered onto Anakin's grotesque, disgusting, ruined, baconized face. It's just all implied. Yeah, there's some caramelization. <laughs> all right, now, now, honest question, though. Do you think it would have been better if Anakin was just born without limbs, though, and we had to watch that journey? <laughs> and he rises above. You know, he's just a real genius, and then he, he slowly builds this technology for himself to become that, and he's mad at the world for the way he was treated. Oh, man. Would yes. that have been a better Anakin story? 
Well, one of one of uh, our buddies, uh, Jordan DeHart, he um, he and I once theorized back in the day that we thought a an alternative choice that they could have made with Anakin is yes, have him be like prophesied. They think he's a chosen one, but instead of making him kind of like haughty and full of himself as he gets older, uh, maybe it's his insecurities that drive him to try and better himself, but not through the force necessarily, but since they already established in episode one, he's like a mechanical genius. He tries to better himself by like cybernet cybernetic, like, um, replacement. So he's, he thinks he can be faster with robotic legs. So slowly he starts to basically mutilate himself and add cybernetic legs and cybernetic okay. hands eventually. And then eventually like, okay, I think I can be better with, uh, mechanical lungs so he just slowly turns himself into Darth Vader. You, you are literally telling me the story of the Tin Man. Hang on. From the book, The Wizard of Oz. Like, that is verbatim what happens in that book. Uh, kind of. Doesn't he, like, accidentally chop off his arm or something, and then he goes to get it replaced? Yes, and then he goes and makes a new one But this is an accidental. This is an accidental. Then, okay. This is... It's, still, it's, it's the exact this same is, story. This is the we're Jedi, switching a word this on is the Jedi. Well, I mean, hey, it's something George Lucas would have done, right? He would have pulled from stuff like that. Would have copied from Wizard of Oz? Yes, okay. I, I mean, he copies from a lot of stuff. He just kind of twists it, and, you know, instead you have, I mean, he's still got no heart, right? Yeah. But by the end of it, he gets one. I mean, that's, that's, that's an interesting idea. I don't like it as much as what happened, but it's an interesting idea. Well, and that's ultimately why George Lucas is a better storyteller than, uh, you know, the heart. The heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right guys so entertainment weekly has uh put out some exclusive mandalorian uh season two photos the mandalorian strikes back and so we got two covers and on the front of the first one we have the mando with a satchel and baby yoda riding inside what are we thinking anything stand out to you guys here Looks like he's in front of some wreckage. Yeah, there's definitely some flames. He's standing in some smoke. Standing in some smoke. I I uh, realized to make him look cool, but his uh his rifle is back. His disruptor rifle that disappeared like halfway through season one, back on his back. Yep. So hopefully we see some more people get disintegrated. Looks like a uh, a press shoot for a magazine cover. <laughs> I had to guess. Yeah, looks like that. Uh, then we oh, the maybe it wasn't wreckage. Maybe it was just lava. Hmm. Ooh, good poll. Yeah the uh, the second cover is Baby Yoda peeking around the boot of the Mandalorian. We see those cartridges for said rifle, and the background is yeah like lava, like a hardened lava. Hardened lava. Yeah. Are they going to Mustafar and they might come across some like old charred um, petrified limbs and maybe they'll pick it up and be like, man, what's this? Ugh. Yoda will eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly his, uh, he gets even more force sensitive. All right. The next picture we got is uh, Moff Gideon. Not much to glean from this picture. I think that's going to be uh, 
a lot of these pictures, they're not very exciting pictures. It's, it's exciting in the fact that we're getting, um, you know, just some, some more news and it's, they're starting to amp up this, uh, the Mandalorian season two and rolling things out. But uh, it's just a picture of Moff Gideon looking perturbed. Yeah, the yeah. background's kind of dark metallic maybe walls with some buttons. It sort of looks imperial. But, yeah, it looks know. like he's a, probably on the bridge of a ship or some such thing. Maybe in an AT-AT. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Like you said, I thought all these pictures were kind of that way. Like, we don't really get much of anything here. An AT-AT, you say, Tim Q. That'd be cool. I would like that. So here we have in the third picture, it's uh, three of our protagonists, Cara Dune, the Mando, and Grief Karga. What are you guys making of Grief Karga's new look? Hold on, I gotta brighten it. He's got like a red under tunic with a black uh, like jacket that goes over it, some black gloves, cool looking like cape clasp kind of thing going across his chest. I'm trying to remember what he wore in season one. It was very like tan. It was like tan and he had a uh, a long um, kind of like a jacket, kind of like that, but it was like leather. Brown leather. Hmm. So Now, on the Mando, are we seeing... Is that a glove or are those fingers? I honestly can't it's a, tell. It's a glove. It's a, a glove. It's the glove. same glove, basically, he's had, yeah. We okay, see, I just couldn't tell. We see his uh, signet there prominently now from the mud oh, horn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot different with Mando other than it looks like like his cape is not hanging the way it did because he has a presumably should still have a jetpack now. Yeah, so our next picture we got Cara Dune. Not much to glean from this other than maybe her surroundings. This is obviously just a press photo, so, you know, a photo shoot. So whether or not, I'm sure it's from a set that they use, but whether or not she actually appears on this set, you know, it kind of looks Tatooine-y. Yeah, it looks like a, a sandy planet of some form. All right, Chad, you see the blue markings on the right side. I'm going to need you to decipher those for me. So um, you're going to have to tell me what that says there. Right underneath first look entertainment. Yep, I'm seeing it. Yeah, it says no trailer. (laughs) Ah, weird. (laughs) Over here. All right, another yeah. close-up look at Grief Karga. He's inside some sort of a building. Yeah, that's all about all we can say. Those Good. are some nice, nice signet, like little button things. Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. He's on the Millennium Falcon, I think. In this. Oh my! Chances of Millennium Falcon showing up in uh, season two of the Mando? Slim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then the next picture we got is Mandalorian uh, doing his best GQ pose. <laughs> Leaning up against the crate. Uh, yeah, looks this, one like... looks more, this one looks more Tatooine to me than the one you said looks sandy. 
there that one was too metallic for me this is more just brown adobe adobe yeah this one looks more coarse and rough yeah it's like it could get everywhere (laughs) all right and what we got next here definitely tatooine we got the mandalorian on a swoop bike there's the jetpack oh yeah got the jetpack on riding in back baby yoda cover down yeah itching a ride oops there we go yeah that definitely looks like i mean it could be it it could possibly be navarro where they had that shootout but i i don't think so i think it's i think it's tatooine or a 17th desert planet we haven't been introduced to yet <laughs> yeah there's always going to be some desert planets you know yeah. it could be jakku but judging by the next photo that is definitely tatooine we got a there's sand a person Raider. yeah yep on a bantha now i think that's the close the best picture of a bantha we've ever gotten Close-up, I mean, yeah, detailed face. <laughs> that is a the face of a bantha. <laughs> oh, man. I want to see a bantha eat somebody. No, they just um, eat their fodder. A bantha fodder? Yeah, well, well if, if you'd go by KOTOR. Well, so banthas and their, and their Tuscan Raiders are supposed to have, like, you know, they're very bonded. They bond for life. So, like, once a uh, Tuscan Raider chooses a mount, that mount is theirs. And if the Tuscan Raider dies, the bantha basically goes out and dies in the wilderness. So, it would, I mean, maybe if uh, somebody has a run-in with a Tuscan Raider, and the, I, want, I want to see some bantha action. I think banthas are more likely to stomp than bite. I'm pretty sure they're Look at that mouth, man. He doesn't yeah, have to eat them. He's just got to chomp down. That's a, that's a good point. Like, why did they evolve to have that mouth in the environment they live in? Like, what, what are they eating? Yeah, they're vegetarians. Are you kidding me? What are they going to eat on Tatooine? <laughs> Banthas <laughs> that live on a just desert planet are vegetarians, sand. and somehow they survive. Sand. <laughs> yeah they do man they're just i thought they were like what how, how i thought they were big nice gentle things you that looks gentle to you yeah it's a giant cow that looks dangerous to me man just <laughs> constantly scowling all right i'm gonna look this up now yeah you tell me if a bantha is vegetarian what do you what do you think of the sand person chad does he look uh you look like a good sand person yeah, looks great. Looks like I when I when I think of sand people, I think of that. Well, so season one, there were some complaints about the sand people. People were saying that they looked a little too cosplay. Okay, were they? Uh, I mean, maybe they were a little bit baggier. Their you know their garments were a little bit baggier than we had seen in uh, you know episodes one two and four but man you know what looked too cosplay to me in season one what's that the stormtroopers the stormtroopers looked really cosplay yeah you know that they actually were cosplay for a lot of them i i know that that's why i said it yeah, <laughs> that's why. 
they were actual cosplayers. Yes. All right, Tim Q, what's the verdict? We got uh, it, uh, the Wikipedia says they're herbivores. They're herbivores. Does it expound upon that? Um, I'm I'm scrolling through. Um, Does it have a reference? Panthers in the galaxy. A reference? I believe it was. It's just like way, uh, way up at the top. So like classification. A comic. Mammal, advertite, hair color, blah, blah, blah. Herbivore. Oh, okay. There is a reference. Let me see. Let's Star Wars see. Explained probably did a video on this. Bantha in the oh, did. data bank. The data bank, whatever that is. Yeah, that's that's uh, on StarWars.com. Yep. So there you go. It's official. Herbivore, huh? They are herbivores. So what does herbivore actually mean? That they don't eat meat or that... They eat herbs. Yeah, they just they eat, eat plants. herbs. What but plant there, life there, is on Tatooine, my friend? There are things I think that are herbivores on Earth that will eat meat. Like horses will eat like baby chickens if they get a chance. See? Stuff like that. But <laughs> They're probably going around eating gourds. Then I'm not that. sure if that constitute says i don't know if they're obligate herbivores but it just says herbivores all right so we got a couple of uh um we got a couple of quotes from the ew um article here that i'll read you guys one of them says i'll come up with that i it's john favreau speaking here saying i'll come up with ideas and sometimes dave being dave filoni will say you can't do this in star wars then I'll cite examples from the movies or Clone Wars to try and use as justification. I'm like a lawyer talking to a judge. I am to him as he was to George. I don't do anything without Dave's approval. And to his credit, he understands that Star Wars needs to be fun and ever evolving. And one of the things that they cited was like, for instance, like uh, he said, you know, I try to say like a dime a dozen. And Dave's like, uh, you can't use that in Star Wars because there's no dimes in Star Wars. So then they have to decide, do we make something up that obviously is a, uh, is a replacement for dimes or just to avoid it altogether? Uh, the next quote is Favreau saying, this new season is about introducing a larger story in the world. Uh, says Favreau, who notes the show will expand beyond the Mando-centric tales. So what do you guys think of that? You excited for this to expand? That's interesting. So I, I'm trying to imagine what that even means. So just entire episodes without the Mandalorian? Mando-centric but, uh, tales. Yeah. Hmm. That's a possibility. Chad, do you think we're going to get episodes I mean, I, that don't have the titular star? I'd hate that. I think it'd be stupid. Um, the show is called The Mandalorian. You know, it'd be like, I understand once in a while after it's been well established doing something like that. Like, for example, look, it's an episode of Frasier, but Frasier's not in this episode. Okay, that's okay. Right. But right. the show's called Frasier. I expect to be following him around. Okay, Same here's a question. A for Golden you. Girls episode without the Golden Girls. <laughs> Cute once, but it's let's say I'm trying to solve some fake dog poop or something. Well, yeah. it's like what if what if when uh, the Kenobi series comes out, it's called The Jedi, and then we get an episode 
you know, it's like following Kenobi, Kenobi, Kenobi. And then we get an episode that's following Ahsoka. You know what I mean? It's so is the Mandalorian. It, what if, what if they start following other Mandos? Cause is it the Jedi no. one Jedi or the Jedi, like the Jedi order? So is well, it Jedi, the Mandalorian Jedi already, or the Mandalorian? Jedi, Jedi is already plural, isn't it? So that's like, what I'm asking. Be the Mandalorians. Do you say Mandalorians yeah. though? That's right. Like the Mandalorian people. I mean, the, Mandalorians, the Mandalorians people would be plural. I would assume, okay, okay. but the Mandalorian I, singular, this is one person we've been introduced to them. I would prefer it if the show was Mandalorian centric because that's what I'm watching it for. Hmm. Now I'm okay with having one that the Mandalorian is playing a part in, but we're actually explaining more of the villain. Yes, that's okay because that's still technically the Mandalorian. It's still in this directly involving him in this thing. But if we just start going out on other stuff that's unrelated, like I probably won't keep watching to be well, reading uh, some I mean, of, uh, I will for the sake of it, but like Courtney wouldn't care. She's reading some of Jason Ward's comments on these quotes uh, from making star Wars. He says that last quote has interesting connotations. When Ahsoka is in the series, the child has a trajectory with the force. There's a lot going on in that post return of the Jedi era that has so much potential. And to see that from a space cowboy bounty hunters perspective is what I was always hoping for in a series like this one. Yeah, but I, I still want to see it from the Mandalorian's perspective. I right. don't want the show to just completely kind of shove him to the side so that it can avert it focus to something else. It's already kind of, halfway through the first season like before the last two episodes there were like three episodes in a row that were kind of one-offs like you could absolutely skip them in all honesty the only essential viewing episodes for me are one three seven and eight that's the only ones that actually have things that keep the plot moving forward the rest are one-offs and they're cute and they build onto things and they're building part of this world but if the entire show becomes one-offs, I have no reason to really keep watching it. In fact, I had done a podcast when I was doing Star Wars lunch special. I had done one with a friend just saying like, is the show actually going somewhere or is it just going to be like Wild West Adventures of Mando and Baby Yoda? And that's cute and that's fine. And of course I'll watch it because it says Star Wars. But I know a lot of people would stop watching it at some point. If Game of Thrones was just a bunch of one-offs, like... right eventually you, you stop hmm. well i mean there was a very successful show all about nothing yes but seinfeld is a is a sitcom comedy <laughs> not again if you want to make like nothing but robot chicken star wars go ahead and do it that well, would be great in fact we could say made, like we, 80 episodes of some show we just that was said supposed earlier to be like that. that you know um so, I, I mean, I guess you could take it from do, two different points. Like, these episodes, which ones were you saying? Like, four, five, and six? Was that what it, you were saying were so one-offs? Two, two, four, five, and six were all one-offs. So, I mean, we have Filoni in the mix here. So, Filoni has given us Clone Wars. And, like we said, in Clone Wars, there's a lot of arcs that are just one-off arcs. Once you get to the end of Clone Wars, it's like, okay, those were one-offs. That was some cool storytelling that really did not contribute to the greater 
arc of the entire series. Yeah, and I think there's room for that in The Mandalorian. Like, you, you can have a larger story that you're, you're driving forward, but there's also room for other things that don't really contribute to the main story. Right. But just... But at the same time, world building or character building, you know, those sorts of things. At the same time, you have Dave Filoni, who also gave us Rebels, and he was actually more in control of Rebels than he was of Clone Wars. And in those, it's like, it seems like they're one-offs and they have no meaning. Like, who is this group of uh, smugglers or bounty hunters that the Mando used to have a relationship with? Some more Bill Burr then. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like... I, I think that especially when you're doing the Mandalorian and it's uh, what eight half hour episodes, there's not as much time as there was in the clone wars with 22 half hour episodes per season to have a bunch of stuff that's not going to fall in place later. So, so think, yes, I think more Bill Burr. You think the episode, you think the one-offs are not one-offs. They're going to become relevant in future seasons. That's, your, yes. that's what you're saying? Just like in Clone Wars. or Sorry, not Clone Wars. Just like in Rebels. In Rebels, it, yeah, there were some episodes. Most of the episodes that seemed like they were like, meh, what was that? Later on, it's like, oh, that actually plays a really big part. Mm-hmm. So I think that... I, I hope and I think that that is the case. And I think it's interesting what Jason Ward was saying here was, you know, this, the quote is in this new season uh, is about introducing a larger story in the world. And Chad, what have we been talking about? Ahsoka. And Ahsoka. bringing Ahsoka in is not, you can't bring her in to be a one-off. I don't think it, because you're you introducing I think the Mandalorian is on a trajectory to be, you know, it's like, okay, Luke Skywalker. We saw the original trilogy through Luke Skywalker's point of view, essentially. But just so happens the guy we were seeing, you know, through his point of view was a force wielder and he was destined to be freaking Luke Skywalker. We're seeing this through the Mando's point of view, right? But, there, there's still the big, huge things happening in the galaxy, especially like in this era, and in general, are like the Force, the fable part of things. We know the Force is a big part of the Star Wars universe, so we're going to see this mystic stuff happening, but just from the Mando's point of view. It'd be like watching uh, the prequel trilogy through, I don't know, uh, who's in, like, Bail Organa's point of view. There's still awesome force stuff going on, but he's just not the force user. He's involved with these people. He knows these people, you know, he ends up a big part of it at the end. Right. But he is not a force user. So I think that that's what it could be. Like the Mando is going to get involved with a lot of force stuff going on and they're going to have to bring in other characters that are going to drive uh, parts of this greater story along. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just don't want the Mando to get pushed aside so that he's just a vehicle. Right. Basically, he is just there to exist, and everything else is happening in the side characters. That's not... I'm interested in the Mandalorian and his story and his life, and we kind of got a lot of that, but I'd like to know more about what he does and his motivations. Right. um, More than just... basically watching episodes of him observing other things happening. 
I guess a better example would be like the original trilogy, but instead of following Luke as our main protagonist, it starts off following Han as our main protagonist. What would you think about that, Tim Q? Like, is that a better example for the Mando? Um, yeah, I, I guess possibly. It's hard to say without knowing, you know, what the series arc is going to be for the Mandalorian. But you're, you're probably right. It's it's going to be building into the larger picture, and I think there will be a lot of major events that you know lead into future things with the Force and so on. Yeah. I mean, Han ends up spawning a very powerful force being later down the line, you know, the next generation. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I just don't want it. To, I want it to be more like watching Han's POV from A New Hope more than watching Han's POV from Return of the Jedi. Right. Because that would be really boring and, and stupid. Han's entire point in that movie, he had no point. He He should have been dead, honestly. He has zero point except to make funny jokes and that's what i worry the mandalorian will turn into is like this consistent like kind of one-off slightly developed character but really we're just watching other stuff Hmm. we just used him to make it look cool and now we've really shifted our focus to something else the last quote we have here a while ago jason here on making star wars he said a while ago while down on the set of the second season i spotted some 80 80 feet which I think this article may be hinting at when Esposito says he commands a larger vehicle, hint, hint, and spends some one-on-one time with the child. So I'll share this with you, this screen with you guys. So Tim Q, when you mentioned AT-AT earlier, I don't know if you'd already seen this, but uh, oh, so no, this I is on the not. set. So that looks like an AT-AT foot. Now, I don't know a difference. Could that also be ATST? No. ATS. They, they have more feet looking to feet. Yeah, it's like much flatter. They're and that's. And yeah, yeah. That's like what yeah, Luke dives out of the way of. ATAT feet are like elephant feet. They're just like columns at the bottom. And it yeah. couldn't be the, the, the at at in um, episode eight. That's an ATST. Is it the one that like scoops under type thing? That's an ATST. I think they have ad ads in episode eight at the end. Under. So at the end, when they're on whatever that planet is, salt. Um, salt. They have they have ad. Oh, episode. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay. The Last Jedi, not episode eight of the Mandalorian. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Those are ATATs. Yes, those are ATATs. That's what we're talking about. Like the big, the walkers, the big four-legged right, don't walkers. They different, don't they have different feet in those ones? Like those feet scoop under yes, thing. The, the, yeah, they have like monk, like ape looking front feet. Um, yeah. So this would be a, that's a first order walker you're thinking of. This is yeah. an empire walker that would still be, that's what would be around at this point. The, the first order walkers don't presumably probably haven't even been, designed or engineered yet but so we could be seeing we saw an atst in season one up in the ante could be seeing an atat in season two which would be awesome just atat wreaking havoc um 
Yeah, so this was a set photo we're looking at right, you guys are looking at right now a set photo from uh, the train yard where they got we got all those leaks from the makingstarwars.net from the filming of season one. Um, our next story is from makingstarwars.net um, and it is literally just some footage that he he shot of the um them assembling some sets i'll share the footage with you guys and it's from that same train yard um can you guys see that yeah okay mm -hmm. so you see here it's just adobe looking sets and his sources were telling him that well, when he took this video that they were going to be filming Kenobi on the train yard. So what we could be looking at is Kenobi uh, Tatooine sets that have just been saved and recycled from the Mandalorian. Or it could be the Mandalorian season three getting ready to shoot. But yeah, he said that his source that told him Kenobi would be shooting at this time is very reliable and he's gotten a lot of good information from them in the past. Wait. Cool, cool. You guys excited about Kenobi? The Jedi? The Jedi? Maybe. Maybe. I know so little about it. Like, I mean, I'm excited to see it, but I don't even know if it's started yet and well, it's it supposed to start to shooting this this month. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I mean, they they started reshooting the Batman this month, and the lead star got COVID within two days. So, oh man, yeah, that's rough. Same thing could happen here, which is ironic, right? Because it came from bats. Yeah, I guess. There you go. Wow, I didn't think about that, but yeah. <laughs> well, maybe Robert Pence. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah. Just... Yep. <laughs> That's the first thing that popped in my head. Like, oh, the Batman shut down because of the coronavirus. And there's like, oh, it was the Batman on the Batman movie that shut down because of the bat virus. I know. And they were shooting in China, too. Isn't that ironic? No way. Were they really? No, they weren't. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, they were filming right in the Why? wet market. The yeah. Why would they do this? <laughs> yeah. What were they yeah. thinking? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I mean, hey. Great. We'll see. Now we'll see. Now we're not going to be able to uh, podcast in China anymore. No more. Yeah. <laughs> we, I, we probably couldn't anyway. We're censored. I highly Unfortunately, doubt. Star Wars has always been a dead market in China. Yeah, Star Wars has never really caught on in China, which I'm trying to think. Isn't one of the things that they said, like, you can't have ghosts in... So, so that's not so much a thing anymore. It kind of was, like, for a while that spirits were not supposed to be a thing. Um, but they could make the argument that they're not really spirits and all that. Um, yeah. I mean, because they still let Episode Eight go with Yoda... Oh, well, maybe. Well, I heard that let, that's why episodes one, two, and three go. I Everyone heard... says that's why in nine we don't see the Force Ghosts, 
at well, the end. Right? I heard that that's show. why Yoda, they were really pushing for that um, Chinese market with The Last Jedi. And that's why Yoda is not translucent. Where every other okay, Force ghost is that. translucent. I don't know. So there aren't really any Force ghosts in the prequels, but they did get the prequels. And they didn't right? care about those. I mean, the problem with China isn't so much their sensors. It's that four, five, and six never were released theatrically there. Worldwide distribution was not a huge thing then, and China didn't have the market back then. So they never got those. And then they did get episodes one, two, and three, but they are still a fairly small market. Only within the past decade has China become as big as the U.S. and bigger in some instances. Right. And so then we released seven, eight, and nine. Well, that's great. The problem being that for a lot of the emotional connection in some of these movies, you need to have seen or at least four, be five, somewhat six. familiar with four, five, and six. Well, they never really have been a hit there. So this is like a sequel to something you didn't care about. And if you and think so about it, they, each of those have a spirit of some sort in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so may, maybe we could say the Yoda thing in eight, but they still had it and they still let it air and they cast a, a female Asian in, in a lead and it still bombed over there. They just don't care about yeah, that, Star yeah. Wars. It's not their thing. Which then in episode nine, we get Luke and he's translucent on the same planet. I mean, he's on Octo. Yep. So some people were saying, like, okay, it's because he was on Octo, and on Octo, maybe the spirits, um, it, it's like a, um, for the Force, it's like a very powerful place, so maybe the ghosts can show up, and they, they, they look like flesh there. But then Luke shows up on Octo later, and he's translucent. Yeah, so explain I, I that to me don't... in canon. Go, Tim Q. <laughs> <laughs> I want your I canon reasoning for that. I don't believe this China stuff. I think we're just like trying to find, I think it all has to do with that one Reddit rant at one point who said something along the lines of they were trying to censor things for China. I think Disney had pretty much given up on China at that point after Last Jedi tanked there. I well, feel like they're saying. not going to try and make after Rise Last of Skywalker Jedi. a big exception. So you but think Last says, Jedi was yeah. them trying? So you think, I think that? Last Jedi so do you think that that's why more. Yoda was uh, not translucent? Whatsoever. No, I don't think that plays a part into it. I okay. really don't. Then tell me um, why? Why? Why was that choice made? And then why was it abandoned? I mean, the director made a lot of interesting choices in that film, so it's just very possible that was a part of it. Um, and I like episode eight, so don't get me wrong. I like um, episode eight too. I like I, it a lot. I think it, honestly, I think it's said, probably the best of the new trilogy from a storytelling point of view. Yeah. Everyone says that nine was supposed to have the last scene with all the original cast in it, in that epic shot, but that it got deleted because of China. This is what everyone says online. I personally do not believe that at all. I think by nine, they were done with China. Yeah, there's there's no there's nothing that points as to why all of a sudden they'd think the last one is going to be the huge China hit and they'd edit entire things for that. And also, people can't explain when I say, well, how are they going to have Ahsoka be in it? We hear her, and they're like, oh, well. Maybe they, maybe they no. added Ahsoka after they decided not to do it. Maybe they're like, you know yeah, what, I we mean, can throw in Ahsoka and Kanan because we don't need to show them. 
Yeah. I think the biggest reason for that is because it looked a little Disney is still trying to push this a uh, not okay, this is gonna sound bad. They're I don't think they're really pushing a political agenda. I think they're pushing a smart marketing agenda. And the last thing you want today is to have your final scene be where a woman can't make it unless the ghosts of fifty white men are behind her helping her out. <laughs> And that's well, exactly what it would have been. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're calling Sam Jackson a white man. Okay. And okay, and, and the one black guy. And, and the one little green person. Sure. <laughs> but everyone else is it's still male centric. Uh, making you her, had be able, making in her there. woman be able to do it. Ayla Sakura was in there, a blue twilight. Uh, Deep ability. Okay, but was no in one there. would have known who that what's the what's an, the lady? Indian Lamari woman. Or, what? My point is the people that they would have shown the camera on, yes, they may have done a wide shot and we see like the two other multicolored women in there, but the, the, the things you would have recognized were all pretty much white men and Samuel L. Jackson and Yoda would have been telling They her, didn't like, want to do it because do here's it. what it came down to. Ahsoka is orange. And a live action version yeah. of Ahsoka may have made people think of Donald Trump. So, oh boy. what? Oh boy, that's <laughs> yes. But I, I think, uh, I think that they were never going to do it, and if they were, it didn't go very far. Like yeah. I don't, don't think they, they should have done it. People on set for it. They should have done it. They should have not they had. Have. They should have not had so many voices. I oh, don't even get me worked up about this. I do not agree with all the voices. I do not agree with all the voices from. Okay, cool. Come and do your do Star Wars. If I was, if they were to ask me to come and direct a Star Wars movie, I'd be like, okay, sweet. Why is Ayla Sakura talking through the Force? Why is Deepa Bilaba? Why is Mace Windu? When we've spent the last several years of, you know, at the end of Episode Three, it's oh, I have special training for you from Qui Gon Jinn, which I hope that they expand upon more in the you know the Jedi uh, Kenobi series. Um, yeah, yeah, Qui Gon found the path to immortality, so it should only be Qui Gon and anyone who got that training. Right, Qui Gon. It should Obi-Wan, only be Yoda, Luke, Yoda. <laughs> Yoda's Yoda voice by a white man. man. Oh my! Yeah. Okay. It's sure. Yeah, they were they were already dead. They couldn't have gotten the training. So how how, how all of a sudden how? can they? I mean, I guess Qui Gon, like he was already on that path, though. So you're telling me that randomly Mace Windu was also on that path? No. You look at Mace Windu and his stance all throughout the Clone Wars and in Revenge of the Sith. He was not on the that path. Ayla Sakura. Okay, random Jedi who just worst death scene of a Jedi ever. Yep, <laughs> sure. Highly enlightened. You know, uh, Ahsoka, sure. After everything with Ahsoka, I could buy Ahsoka. But and and we don't know the end of her story. For all we know, somehow she did end up receiving some kind of training. Evidently, missions. evidently, so did Mace Windu. Well, we know there's like we can go into the world and Between see worlds. the windows to all the timelines and stuff. So it's very possible that someone went back and was like, Hey, when you die, make sure you do this. Well, I mean, very, very possible. Probable. Qui-Gon, when you die, like, make sure you were a white man. 
in life. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. No, 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 no. Because, oh, I, I mean, you got Mace Windu. <laughs> you got Ayla Sakura. Yeah, exactly. You got, like... But, but we shouldn't have either of them. We should just have the white men. Well, so... Get these other people out of here. I agree. Like, <laughs> yes, let's make it more diverse. Don't, don't agree with that. No, I, oh, okay, I agree yeah. we should make it more diverse. But start making it more diverse as you're going forward. Don't disrupt the entire continuity. You know, I agree that there should have been much more diversity than we got in the sequel trilogy. Why not? You know, uh, I also think that think, uh, we yeah, should we have more, more aliens, man. You want to have people stop arguing that it's a white guy or a white girl? Okay, give me a green authorian. Make that a main character. Yeah, but I wouldn't be able to relate. That's the problem. This this comes down to who can you can screw? you relate to Yoda? It still has to be human. It this still is, has to be pretty human. This is what it all comes me. down to. That's why you were upset about this. You're like, oh, I would not be attracted to a yeah. I could totally Victorian. I could totally bang Ayla Secura. So bring her back. All right, sure. Even yeah. if you make it a Twilight, make it a blue Twilight, or make it a <laughs> make it a Gungan. There you go. Oh God. Make See, a I think, sexy I think that would work. female Gungan. Ray could have been that would work within this realm of, of people who love it enough to podcast about it, but for average Joe down the street that you need his money too, like that probably wouldn't work. Are there, there any are few things that have been successful okay, that have ask. a non-human are there? Are there? lead? Are there any? Can we think of any? Having a non-human lead that isn't a cartoon? Yeah. Nah, that isn't a cartoon. Really. I mean, and even in a cartoon, we completely anthropomorphize them, like Toy Story or Finding Nemo. Well, I mean, like, essentially, that's what they are as aliens in the Star Wars universe. You know? Yeah. I guess it depends on how different they look. But no, I cannot, besides out of cartoon world, I cannot really think oh, of anything. What about Homeward Bound? Boom. Okay. I mean, yes. Yeah. To be fair, that was not a huge hit. And that. Uh, what still- do you mean, not a huge hit? That I mean, played like, like that bi- played like box office five times. That played like you know probably ten times a week at my house. I'm gonna yeah, look at the box office. Yeah, non-human. Um, go to the-numbers.com, and then you'll type in Homeward Bound, and it should have adjust, oh. adjusted for inflation on there. Forty-one point eight million. Yeah, that's not much at all. Well, that's nineteen ninety-three dollars. That's back. So adjusted for inflation, that'd be around ninety-six or a hundred million. So that's not bad. It's not bad for a movie with dogs. Okay, but compare it to successful non-human lead movies. Is that what I should be looking for? Compared to even the least successful Star Wars film, Episode Two, that's still four hundred million dollars less than what that film made. Well, let's compare like with like. Let's see what other movies came out in nineteen ninety-three. Right, yeah. What let's are we see, talking? What are the what big are talking? 1993? Big is that Jurassic when Bill and Park, Ted's that bogus? Had a, that had yeah, a Dr- non-human lead. Jurassic Park? No, it did not. <laughs> the T-Rex. <laughs> the T-Rex, okay. man. Okay, here's the thing. We're still using human things and that we are familiar with and aware of and, and throwing them in. And it's still humans giving us the main Wally? drama there. That's a cartoon, again, with people. Paddington bear. People. That's also a that's a stuffed animal bear. Know. These are There's all things we be... are familiar with. 
There's gotta if be you throw in something we are unfamiliar with in the lead, it's not as successful. I mean, Even I guess the, the closest of, thing would be the new Planet of the Apes have movies. To have, yeah. have to have humans there. We can still have humans. We can still, there's still humans in the Star Wars universe. We can still have humans as side characters, ancillary characters. Poe Dameron could still have been a human, but, or not even that. Like Finn would have been a human because he was in the like empire or in the first order, essentially the same thing, empire. So they would be like human centric. But Poe Dameron, his character could have been a hammerhead, could have been a, a Aqualish, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I still think that the sequels did a really good job of diversifying and actually making it identifiable for human races. No, maybe not every alien was represented or as much as it should have been like the prequels from the original, tri- original trilogy or the prequels. Yeah. We're lacking no. of all the aliens that we knew of. Show me a Twi'lek or, you know. That's true, but we had more genders and races represented yes. among humans which yes. i think for them that's more important yeah it's, it's probably it's a political drive in some ways but i still think that's more important I, I always argue the sequels will be more remembered as a result of that because you have more people of color and you have more women in lead roles and strong roles not like the princess but I mean, they've always had twilights of color because some of them are blue and some of them are green. True. This is this is true. <laughs> Actually, one of the first I don't know what my main twilights was, was uh, I, uh, Ula. She is portrayed by a black woman. There you go. Uh, Femi Taylor. Maz Kanata was a black Femi woman. Maz was a black. Yeah, give me some more. Why? Like Maz Kanata could have been more of a main character. Yeah, Maz Kanata got the shaft, and so did uh, Finn in a lot of ways. They both got the shaft. And so did King Prana. We never saw King Prana. We know Han Solo was getting those uh, those monsters for him. What were they at the beginning of The Force Awakens? Oh, yeah. Rancors? No, not Rancors. Not. No, it's, not the, rancors. Uh, it's the... They're worm things. Yeah, the worm balls with, with tunnel teeth. Worms. Yeah, tunnel teeth worm balls, I believe, are their official name. Roly poly tunnel teeth tentacle worm balls. There you it, go. It was like a, uh, it was like a plate of spaghetti that you forgot in the fridge come to life. Tim Q, you look like you are filming a horror movie right now. <laughs> it seriously the looks like lack of light and amount of shadow. <laughs> uh, Blair <laughs> Witch Project. 2. This is the uh, scene where you kill someone. <laughs> oh man past 11 o'clock my phone goes into battery saving mode and it turns everything to black and white too so that's just how epic it looks like very horror awesome. alright guys that's what I was going for so that is our news for uh, se- September 8th of 2020 um, <laughs> let's uh, let's close this out we can tell everybody where you can like and follow you guys and uh Catch him next time. Follow me on Twitter at J O S H U A T Y M K E W. Sweet. Uh, I am now, this is the weirdest thing, and uh, who knows how it'll go, but I am now a social media advocate 
or whatever that's called, social media rep or something, for family video. Believe it or not, that is still a thing. You can still go and rent movies. Um, Can't you get CBD um, stuff from them too? You can also get CBD. So I if you rent that's really scary. Claim to frame now. That's the only like, reason yeah. they're hanging on. If you rent something really scary, you can also uh, <laughs> calm yourself out, you know? Won't be as bad. But uh, I went for the first three months. I'm going to plug them here. Deal with it. Uh, I, for the first, once everything opened back up, I was always like, yeah, I love retro things, but I never actually went to family video. So I decided to go and get a membership. And then for three months, I kept track of what I spent and what I bought. And I got six new releases, 33 old releases. Um, everything's a five-day rental. I got four boxes of candy and a bag of popcorn. And I spent $34. What? And yeah, I spent $34 on 39 films, four boxes of candy and a bag of popcorn. And I don't care who you are. That is a insane deal like that not only that's almost I better keeping, than that's almost better than mulan on disney plus <laughs> yeah not only am i keeping a a, a smaller business alive and, and helping people be employed in the area um but i'm also keeping physical media around which is gonna be is gonna look better than streaming always i mean not to the average eye so how much cbd oil was in that uh Uh, i did not buy a single thing of cbd (laughs) i didn't no um i can get regular pot for free if i want to um so so i don't need (laughs) um but i then uh just decided to keep tracking yeah it was a much better deal and it was nice for free but it's the crack he pays for (laughs) (laughs) oh all right guys and and with that we are we just went from pg-13 to rated r (laughs) oh no i think we started off kind of r at the beginning of this too with the panda baba and uh aqua yeah yeah this whole episode if you can show people a picture of what we were referring to with the two for one special then yeah that's pretty oh that's that is the episode art for this it's just going to be a picture of panda baba it won't make any sense until you listen (laughs) but yes we are the talking sith you can follow us across all social media platforms at talking sith podcast you can let us know your thoughts your questions your ideas at talking sith uh, email us at talking sith pod at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you guys we are splitting the show up into a couple of different feet or a couple of different uh, episode releases. So what you just listened to is our news um, segment, our news episode. Um, stay tuned to our feed and look out for our hypothetical where we take uh, an instance, a moment, a decision uh, in the star Wars timeline. And we tweak it ever so slightly and we explore Uh, what the butterfly effect is essentially for that Um, so look for those uh, weekly and also we have our character uh, analysis dissection breakdown spotlights uh, that will also be coming out weekly for you guys as well so if you guys have any suggestions as to uh, characters you'd like to have um, the spotlight shown on or hypotheticals that you would like to have explored let us know at talking sith
pod at gmail.com. And until next time, everybody, may that dark side be with you. Good. <laughs>